What's up guys? My name's Levi and this is the 14 things you didn't know skateboarding podcast. In this podcast, we do a history lesson on our favorite skateboard brands. We go over stuff like the start of the brand, the team, lawsuits, and any speed bumps they had along the way. It's important to note that these facts aren't the gospel about these brands. We make this podcast to entertain you, to bring nostalgia to the old guys, and hopefully teach some of the young guys about the history of skateboarding. If you like this podcast and you want to see more, check out the video version on youtube.com slash shredshop. You'll get the podcast with a ton of visuals, with logos, footage, and visuals to go along with whatever we're talking about. What's up guys? My name is Levi. I'm from Shred Shop, connecting you to skateboarding. Today we're going to talk about 14 things you didn't know about Palace Skateboards. Today we're going to talk about the brand, their connection to the London skate scene, their logo, some of their collaborations, their advertisements, their relationships to Supreme, and so much more. Lev Tanju. <laughs> I can't even say it without thinking that now. In the late 2000s, Lev is living in an apartment near South Bank in London in Waterloo. At this time, the place they're living in is pretty run down, so he's surviving off selling used skateboards, used skate parts, and other stuff at South Bank. Him and his boys were hanging out at South Bank a lot, aka the Palace, the Palace Wayward Boys Choir. Oh, yeah. They got this nickname because they're hanging out there so much. Their crew lived together and they skated at South Bank every day. They started making videos called the Palace Wayward Videos and they filmed them all on an old Nokia phone. With the success of the videos, later on, Lev wants to start his own board brand and he wants to name it after their crew. At that time, a bunch of the crew was already riding for other board brands like Blueprint and so he shortened the whole name and just called it Palace. Lev is actually really good at skating. He's got clips and a bunch of his friends' parts including the static videos that come out of New York. Although we don't see him skating very much these days, you'll see clips pop up here and there, but apparently he can still switch tray. When he started the brand, he still had no money. So when he got the first set of boards that came in for Palace, he actually took them right to South Bank and sold them there, like he did with the old boards. Along the way, Lev always gives credit to his crew. He said the brand wouldn't be where it is today if it wasn't for all that group of friends. Slam City Skates. Slam City is the skate shop in London, and they are the gatekeepers of skateboarding in London. One of the co-owners of Slam City, Gareth Skewis, actually came alongside Lev and helped him start the brand. Gareth is a co-owner of Palace to this day, and with their connection to Slam City, it solidifies them as an iconic brand from London. The logo. Lev met a guy named Fergus Purcell at Slam City. They're both London-based skateboarders, and Fergus is a super talented designer. When Lev is coming up with a logo for Palace, he reaches out to Fergus to help him with the design. Fergus uses the Penrose Triangle to create the Triferg logo that we know today. Fergus has become a great designer. He's done work with people like Stussy, Katie Hillier, or Hillier, Luella Bartley, and Mark Jacobs. The team. Palace has always been focused on their team and making sure that it's a group of friends. Lev has said in interviews that his dream is to just pay all of his friends to go skateboarding, and so far, that dream has come true. The early team consisted of Chewy Cannon, Benny Fairfax, Lucian Clark, Blondie McCoy, Ollie Todd, Rory Mullanes, and many other friends. Over the years, they've also added Danny Brady, Sean Powers, Tori Goodall, Lucas Puig, and a few others. Madlands. So just like Lev is always looking out for his friends in skateboarding, he's also doing the same for the London skate scene. A few years ago, Palace actually foot the bill 
for a free indoor skate park in London. This is pretty huge because it rains a ton there in the winter. At the opening, they had UK legends Tom Penny and Jeff Rowley to come skate with the team there. It was only open for a year or two, but Lev said that he has plans in the future to do more stuff like this. Videos. Palace blew up in the skateboard world by their iconic lo-fi videos. They've always been filmed in the worst quality since the Nokia foam days. After that, Lev started filming on a VX1000, but it kept breaking and he couldn't afford to fix it. So he bought a crappy VHS camcorder and he taped a fisheye onto the camera to start filming his crew with. The guys loved the old look of the footage, so they ran with it. Over the years, Lev said that he's gone through over 50 cameras. All the Palace videos are edited on iMovie. Over the years, they've let out tons of popular videos, including Palasonic, Paramount, Endless Bummer, V-Nice, Deeper Understanding, and Beta Maximum Palace. Rip-offs. Early on, they ripped off the Chanel and the Versace logos. This seemed to put them on the map when it came to people that didn't skateboard. All of a sudden, they had tons of celebrities wearing their gear, like Travis Scott, Jonah Hill, Drake, Kanye West, Jay-Z, ASAP Rocky, Rihanna, Justin Bieber, Kylie Jenner, The Weeknd, and tons of other celebs. It was also popping up in different magazines like Vogue and different fashion outlets. Not long after that, they won the European Brand of the Year Award. Retail. Palace started to do pop-up shops around London. They started putting out flyers with these funny little sayings on them, like fully untrained staffed and things like that, just to test the waters with retail. In April 2015, they opened up their first retail store in the Soho area of London. It's a really trendy area of London and it's right near the Supreme store. The retail store was super beautiful with granite floors and it just looked way too nice to be a skate shop. After the success of their London store, they opened up locations in New York, Japan, and LA. When you look at the interior design of all their locations, they're all super amazing, super nice. Supreme relationship. When Palace started as a brand, Supreme sold their stuff in all their locations. In 2011, when Supreme opened a London location, they only had two brands in store, Supreme and Palace. That season, the Supreme lookbook was even modeled by Palace team rider Lucien Clark. Over the years, as Palace has expanded and started stores in places like New York and LA, the two brands, Palace and Supreme, have grown a little bit apart and you can almost sense a little bit of beef in between the two of them. Collabs. The brand has always had a Euro soccer kind of vibe to it and the collabs were all fitting and suiting towards that design. In 2011, they do their first collab with European soccer brand Umbro. When they dropped the collection, they also dropped a video with it and it sells out right away. In 2013, they do their first footwear collab with European footwear giant Reebok. In 2014, they do a collab with footwear giant Adidas, and it's a palace deck and a soccer jersey for Benny Fairfax. After that collab was a huge success, they move on with Adidas, and they do footwear and clothing, and right after it drops, it sells out. They also collabed with New York skate brand Bronze 56K, Evisu, the artist Tate, and their biggest one to date is they did a full Ralph Lauren collection, bigger than skateboarding. After the success of the original Adidas collab, Adidas basically hands in the keys and lets them do crazier and crazier stuff. In 2018, Palace designs the Wimbledon collection. It's crazy. Palace crashes the oldest and most prestigious tennis tournament in all of history. Wimbledon has had a really strict dress code since it started in the early 60s. It's pretty crazy to see a London skateboard brand on the court and on TV and influencing all those people. So every Adidas-sponsored athlete that was at Wimbledon was wearing the Palace collab outfit. It was also modeled on the courts by Palace skateboard team riders Blondie McCoy and Lucien Clark. Palace Juventus Collection. 
They shook the sports world again by partnering with one of the biggest football clubs in the entire world. It's pretty crazy to turn on your TV and see the highest paid athlete in the entire world wearing a Palace soccer uniform. Palace adds, Lev is a bit of a marketing genius, so they stand out among everyone else. They're usually a knock of some big corporate brand ad campaign. The funny thing is a lot of these ad campaigns feel like some big inside joke. We've seen this with the London bus ads, featuring an ad saying Palace skateboarding equipment, beer truck ads that don't even say or specify that it's for a skateboard brand, and their ads in the subway in London. The beef. Palace is no stranger for throwing shade at other skate brands or other pros, and they've openly smack-talked old team riders and other California pros. They had jabs at Blondie McCoy when he left to start his own brand, Thames or Thames. They had an ad calling out Ethan Fowler for being racist. They made fun of a bunch of the primitive riders, and they were beefing with Mark Suchu over some jabs they took at Habitat. This is all among a bunch of other beef. And at any point, you can open up their Instagram, and you can find them taking jabs at tons of people commenting on their Instagram. Thank you guys so much for watching. I'm Levi, this is Shred Shop, connecting you to skateboarding. You just watched 14 things you didn't know about Palace Skateboards. Bye. Thank you.